So tonight, I want to talk to you about what I've entitled Becoming Anything. Becoming Anything. I want you to tell somebody, in case somebody's beside you, just tell the person, Becoming Anything. Turn to another person and say, Becoming Anything, 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 Anything. Becoming Anything. All right. All right. It's a very interesting topic, but I, I, I find it very... You know, I find it very interesting. Uh, becoming anything, becoming anything. This evening, by the time I'm done, the ability to become anything will be your portion. Amen and amen. By the time we are done tonight, the ability to become anything shall be given unto you. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I don't know what you want to become, but the Bible has said that many are the desires of a man's heart. Is that true? Is that true? Many are the plans in a man's heart. Is that not what is in the Bible? Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. The Bible says that many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. You understand? So even the Bible makes us understand that there are many plans in your heart. I don't know about you, but as for me, where I find myself now, I have a lot of plans in my mind. I have a lot of things I want to do. Many are the plans. They, 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 I'm thinking about taking over the nations, I'm thinking about the globe. Some of you, you are, you are, the plans in your heart is that God will heal that sickness. Some of you, the plans in your heart is that, that any man that comes around you, the person disappoints, that thing must stop. Some of you, the plans are, are concerning your work, your business. But tonight, I am going to show you um, three ways you can become that thing that you want to become. And my prayer for you is that whatever your desire is, May God address that need. I don't know what your faith is telling you, but my faith is telling me tonight that by the time we are leaving this meeting this evening, somebody will receive the ability to become what you want to become. And whatever has become a hindrance, God shall take it away. And God shall visit you wherever you are under the sound of my voice. Those listening to me in, in Ghana, those listening to me in US, those listening to me from Germany, from Dubai, wherever you have joined from, God shall visit you and address that need of yours in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a big amen in the house. I want you to say after me, say, I will become all things. Say, I will become, I will become, I will become. Amen and amen. Now, when you read the Bible, Paul the Apostle said something about becoming. I want us to open our Bibles. I want us to open our Bibles right now to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22. I, I, we, we are this evening's service, in case this is your first time. We are here in Saturday meetings. We, we pray. We study the word. You understand? We, 
We don't just pray and prophesy and go, but we study the word so that by the time you are leaving this place or you are, you are leaving this meeting, you are balanced, you are fully cooked. You have the word, you have the prayer, you have the prophetic, you are complete. Amen. So let's read First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22. I read from the New International Version, the NIV. It says, this is Paul talking to the church in Corinth, all right? He says, to the weak, I became weak. To win the weak, to the to, to the um no let me yeah to the weak I became weak to win the weak I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings Do you understand Paul says that he no let me even go back to you know, to verse 20. Verse 20 says that to the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law. So, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law. You understand? Then 22, to the weak I became weak, to win the weak, I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. So Paul, here we see how Paul had received the ability to become all things, you understand? If Paul says, I have become all things, there was something that he did. There was something that he received that made him become all things tonight. The ability to become somebody great, the ability to become the, the, the man of God, the woman of God, the ability to become the fresh, you know, the fresh bride or the fresh husband, the ability to become a mother, the ability to become that soul winner, the ability to become the preacher of the gospel, that grace is coming upon you and your family and anyone under the sound of my voice. If you believe you become, shout, yes, I receive it. If you believe you become, shout, amen, I will become, I will become, I will become. Now, I want you to follow me carefully because I'm coming to travel with you through the scriptures and then we will go somewhere and then we see what the Lord will do. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I'm so excited. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Acts, the book of Acts, chapter number 1, verse 8. I read from the NIV. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. All right. But you will receive power. Are you there? Are you with me? Have you opened your Bibles to Acts chapter 1, verse 8? Are you in church or you are somewhere? All right. So Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in, and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Do you get it? He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be, if the Bible is yours, 
take your pen or your highlighter and underline the word by witnesses, you will be. The word is very important to me. The word be. Now jump to verse 12 to 14. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives. And a Sabbath day's walk. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those who were present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, son of Aphaios, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers, powerful. So in Acts chapter one, verse eight, Jesus is saying that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be, do you understand? So when you read other versions, for example, when you read the New Living Translation of the same Bible, that word B is still there. I don't know about your version, but do you see the B in that Bible? Do you see B there? He said that you will receive the Holy Spirit and you will be my witnesses. When you read the King James Version too, the King James Version also says that you, you say, but, but, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. When you read the New Living Translation, he says, but you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be. When you read the English Standard Version, it says that, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be. When you read the message, the message says that he told them, you don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. What you will get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be. <laughs> you will be able to be. I like that one. You will be able to be. Even the Amplified Version says that when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be. So you, you according to Jesus, you see, when it comes to witnessing, when Jesus said that you shall be my witnesses, witnessing is more of being than doing. Are you following me? Witnessing, you see, these days when you say we are going out to witness, we are going out to witness, the first thing that comes to the minds of people is that we are going to share the gospel. We are, oh, we are witnesses of God. Uh, we are going to share the gospel. You see, being, when we say a witness, it is more about being than doing. Are you following me? So in Jesus's mind, to be a witness is more about doing. It's, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's more about being than doing. God is more concerned about becoming more than doing. So when we say being, being is more becoming. You are becoming something. It is more of becoming than doing. You understand? A lot of people who are doing things effortlessly, they do them because, first of all, they are first, they, 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 they are before they do. If you see somebody who is preaching and the person preaches and does so well, it is because the person is already is 
the person is, he is a preacher before doing the preaching. He is, so he is already a preacher before they do the preaching. If you see somebody who is a very good singer, a lot of times God has ordained them to become singers before they sing. So me like this, I always say that if you ask me to go to stage and sing, First, fine, I can sing something, but that is not my real thing. I'll be doing singing more than because, but that is not my real thing because it's not my real thing. That I, it, it will not be sharp as somebody who has been ordained to be. So if you pick somebody like um, uh, who is very popular in Ghana now, if you pick somebody like Diana Hamilton, that, man, that woman, God has ordained her to be a musician, to be a singer. So for her, she will easily sing effortlessly because she is before she does. So being is more of essence than doing. You understand? Jesus Christ is concerned about you becoming a great disciple more than you doing what great disciples do. God is concerned about you becoming more than you doing. A lot of things that you are going to achieve in life, God wants to work on you first before you do them. God wants to work on your being, your being. All right. So when I read Acts chapter 1, the reason we are doing this tonight is because when I read Acts chapter 1, verse 8, I saw that they had worked with Jesus. And when they worked with Jesus, Jesus left them and went to heaven. And Jesus told them that he's going to send a comforter. And this comforter will come to comfort them. And he is the promise the Father gave, who is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus told them that they should not leave, you know, Jerusalem. They should stay in Jerusalem until the promise had been fulfilled. So the apostles went back to the upper room in Jerusalem and they were there for some time. And Bible says in chapter 2, verse 1, that on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. The promise that they were waiting for finally came. They were expecting to become witnesses. Remember, let me say this. And please hear this one carefully. Now, Jesus had told them that when the Holy Spirit comes, they will become witnesses. Are you following me? They will be, they will become witnesses. But when Jesus left, they had not yet become. They had not yet become. So Jesus told them, you will become my witnesses. But after Jesus went, they were even looking into the sky like that. Then an angel came and told them that, then why are you looking out into the heavens like that? This same Jesus you saw going to heaven, he shall come in the likewise, likewise manner as you saw him go. So then they went to Jerusalem and continued. So as at that time, they had not become witnesses. But when the Holy Ghost came, now they became witnesses. And Peter preached one day, and 3,000 souls were saved because now he had become what God has said he should become. Are you following me? Now, I want you to, I want to ask you, how did Peter and Co. become what God wants them to become during that period? There are things the apostles did. There are things Peter did that I, I, I read through the scripture and I saw three things. And tonight, my assignment here 
is to reveal or share with you the three things that can make you become whatever you want to become. So that is why tonight I'm talking about the topic becoming anything. To understand. So Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said, You shall become my witnesses. But they were not. But a time came that they became. So there's in between when they were not and when they became, there were things they did that made them become. So that is what I want to share with you. Are we ready to hear them? Are you excited to hear the three things that can make you become whatever you want to become? Are you excited? All right. Please write it down. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. The first one is called the law of consistency. The law of consistency. You have to be consistent. The law of consistency. Let's read Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Acts chapter 1, verse number 14. Please, the book of Acts is in the New Testament. It is not in the Old Testament. So uh, read, jump to a uh, uh, New Testament and let's read. Acts chapter 14, chapter 1, sorry, verse 14. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Underline the word constantly. When you read other versions, other versions say they agreed. Other versions say they agreed. You understand? Other versions will also say they all met together and they were constantly united. When you read the King James, they say they were with one accord, one accord, all right? And one accord, agreeing together, they are all talking about the same thing, constant, consistent, all right? Now, jump to chapter 2, verse 1. Chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Do you see that? They were all together in one place. So chapter 1, verse 14 says that they were all joined together constantly in prayer. And when you jump to chapter 2, verse 1, it says that on when the day of Pentecost, they, they were still together. You know, in chapter 1, they were together constantly. It didn't say they were just together. They were together constantly. They were still with one accord. And in chapter 2, verse 1, he said, when even the day of Pentecost came, they were still all together in one place. So you see that in chapter 1, they were together. Chapter 2, they were together. They were one with one accord. So what I saw there is what we call consistency. Anytime you want to become anything in this world, one of the things you need to engage yourself in is the law of consistency. Anything you are consistent in, you can become that thing. If you are not consistent in anything, you can never become that thing. In fact, when we say to you are consistent, we mean that you are regular. We also mean that you are doing the same thing over time. When you do something, the same thing, you do it over time, you do it over and over over time, then we say that you are consistent. You see, when you are behaving the same way over time, 
That is consistency. So if you want to become a great person, if you want to become anything, whatever you are doing, just be consistent. Your consistency is what will make you become. A lot of times we begin to blame the devil and we fight Satan and we release the blood, we release the name of Jesus and we do all kinds of things because we are not consistent. Somebody will start business and will start selling products to one or two people. The moment they do one or two, they just sit down and they say that, oh, now it is okay. You are not consistent. Because you are not consistent, the money you are supposed to get, you not get it. You understand? So your ability to become that rich person. Some of you, you have been saving money, used to save money, uh, 500 Ghana cities, 1,000 Ghana cities, used to save $5,000 every month. Now, for some time now, you have been chopping that money if that, that, that word is permitted to use. You have been chopping, you have been squandering that money. Why? Because you are not consistent. It is your consistency that will make you, you, that will make you rich. Listen, any great man you see, any great woman you see in the world, in whichever field, whether in ministry or whatever, one of the things that can produce that greatness in them is the law of consistency. So I saw that the apostles were consistent. They were already meeting together constantly. Then they, were, they had not become. But the moment they continued with their consistency, the Bible says that one day on the day of Pentecost, the promise came. So the, 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 the testimony came and they were still consistent. You understand? So I want you to be very consistent. Henceforth, you must be consistent in your prayer life. Don't pray today, tomorrow you have stopped praying. Don't read the Bible tomorrow you stop. No, you have to be a consistent Christian. You have to be a consistent, you have to have a consistent prayer life. Have a consistent word life. You must be consistent. You understand? If you are not consistent, we will not know whether you are serious or not. And that is what is not making a lot of people become what God wants them to become. So henceforth, I want you to repent. I want you to change your mind. Take your decision that henceforth, I will do the same thing. I will behave the same over time. It is just a matter of time. If you can do what you are doing, it's just a matter of time. And things will turn around. Do you, are you with me? It's just a matter of time. Just be consistent. Keep doing that business. Keep selling. Keep advertising. Keep marketing. Keep going to the people. Keep preaching the gospel. Somebody you are trying to preach to is not getting saved. Keep on preaching. Keep on doing the work of God. One day, one day, you have been paying your tithe. You are not seeing results. Keep paying your tithe. You have been giving offerings in church. You are not seeing the blessing. Keep giving offerings. Don't stop. Because it is in your consistency that you can become what God wants you to become. Are you with me? So don't stop it. Don't stop on the way. Otherwise, you are a loser. Winners never quit. And quitters never win. So if you want to win, don't quit. And if you want to quit, you will never win. Because Winners never quit and quitters never win. So, people of God, I want you to be consistent. Your consistency is what will produce that miracle. Your consistency is what will make you a wonder. It is your consistency that will change your life. Am I talking to somebody? Maybe you should begin to assess yourself right now. I want you to begin to reflect and look into what are the things you have become so inconsistent of. 
you need to check your life because some of us, the reason why things are not going on well is because we have become inconsistent. Tonight, may the spirit of consistency be activated in your life. Maybe you have been inconsistent. You have become inconsistent. You have become inconsistent when it comes to going to church. You go to church today, tomorrow, like this, you are planning you will not go to church. Oh, my brother, my sister, the way you are behaving is not good. See, you go to church today, you go to church again next two weeks. Next, you are running shaped like that. Some of us, you today you are very nice, tomorrow you are not nice. There are some of us, a certain brother came to you to propose. When the brother saw you the first day, she said, Ah, this girl is very decent. But the next time she saw he saw you, you were wearing some abuse, you were wearing some to your stomach, you are wearing some matriki Jesus, and you are wearing all kinds of things. So when because you are not consistent with your Jesus, the brother should say, hey, wrong means. If I had gone for this one, I would have been in trouble. I might talk it to somebody here. <laughs> some of us, we, we are also not consistent. We to yesterday you were dressing like a very sharp, smart lady, decent lady. But nowadays, you are dressing like an old, like a 75-year-old old woman. And because you are not consistent in the way you look sharp in your dressing, even the men who want to come around to propose marriage, they are all running away. Because when they see you, you are not consistent with your, your, your sharp and smart way of dressing. You now look like an 85-year-old woman who is, who is already retired from the, 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 the generation of young women. Am I talking to someone? Because of the men are running away, you are not consistent with your dressing. You go to church and you put on some in the old woman's scarf in a certain way. You put the scarf in this, and everybody says, This girl, you has come again. Meanwhile, you are just 32 years old, and the men are running away, and you are banding demons and doing all kinds of things. The problem is that you are not consistent. Please be consistent. <laughs> Be consistent because sometimes we can't tell whether you are you are young or you are old. Sometimes we can't tell whether you are a Christian or you are an unbeliever. Sometimes we cannot even tell whether you 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 are you are ready for anything. Please, I want you to put your hand on your chest and say, I will become consistent. I will become consistent. I will become consistent. Am I blessing somebody tonight? So the law of consistency. It's one of the principles that if you want to become anything, then you must become consistent. You see, you must become consistent. Some of us, we don't have personal devotional life. If I should ask every one of us whether today we did our morning devotion or evening devotion or afternoon devotion, I may not get a lot of hands. Some of us, the last time we did our devotion was last week. Last week, a week ago, we did your devotion. So now you have not done your devotion. And because of that, you, 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 sometimes you, 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 you have missed God. I hear people say, man of God, you know, sometimes you can miss God. How can you miss God? If you are missing God, then it means that you are, you are not consistent. You are far away. People of God, I am here to tell you. 
that you must have an intentional schedule for your personal devotions. Plan it, schedule it. Like the way when it is seven o'clock, you wake up and you, you head towards the towards your car to drive to the workplace or the office because you know that work starts at eight. You must schedule your personal devotions. Amen and amen. All right, let's go on. <laughs> Let me, let's go. On. Otherwise, when I want to talk, I will say a lot of things. You are not consistent. Some of us, our problem is inconsistency and inconsistency. We are not consistent. Number two, I we will be reading some more scriptures now. The second law that can make you become anything is what I call the law of inclusion. The law of inclusion. To include, to include, to include. When you are including something, when you are including something, include. So the law of inclusion is very important. I want us to read Acts, the same Acts chapter 1, verse 15. Acts chapter 1, verse 15. Bible says that in those days, Peter stood up among the believers, about 120 of them, and said, brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. Let me jump to verse 24. Peter said, it is written in the book of Psalms, may his place be deserted and let there be no one to dwell in it. And this particular portion, Peter was quoting from Psalm 69, verse 25. So Peter says that, let there be no one to dwell in it. And he says, may another take his place of leadership. Here, Peter was again quoting from um, Psalm 109, verse 8. Say, therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us. Beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us, from one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Basabas, also called Justice and Matthias. And they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lots fell to Matthias, and he was added to the 11 apostles. He was added. One of the things that I come to understand is that what made them become is one of the law I call the law of inclusion, the ability to include people, the ability to help people. You see, sometimes we, we sideline people, but this was an opportunity. They were supposed to share in the Holy Spirit who was supposed to be poured on them. And they were just 11 people. They could have just remained 11, but they decided that 
they would want to share it with the 12 person because 12 is an apostolic number. So they said, let us look for another person. So we share this promise. So they look for another person and they share the promise with the person. And there were 120 people, not just the 12 apostles, 120 disciples had met and they were all parts. They were all parts. So all of them said, they included everybody. They didn't say some of you are poor, some of you, you don't belong, some of you, 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 you are not part of us, and so you can't join us. No, they brought everybody together. They went out, brought them together, and together they enjoyed the promise that Jesus had. So they, together they became the witnesses. It was not only Peter who became all of them, over 120 people. You understand? Hebrews 13, verse 16. Hebrews chapter 13, the verse number 16. Are you with me? I believe you are being blessed. Bible said that, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. You understand? Do not forget to do good and to share with others. Share, share with others. One of the hallmarks of the early apostolic church was that they were always sharing with others. Share, share with others. He said that for God is pleased. These are the sacrifices that pleases God. You understand? Matthew chapter 5, verse 42. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 42. From the NIV. He said, give to the one who asks you. And do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Give to the one who asks you. And do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Romans chapter 12, verse 13. Romans chapter 12, verse number 13. It says, share with the lost people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Share. Share with the lost people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Tonight, I want you to leave this meeting and make up your mind that you, 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 if you, if all you are thinking about is that you want to enjoy alone, you want to become alone, but you never become. But when you think of others, then you become. Am I talking to somebody? There are some of us here, everything left to you alone. You are the only one who is rich in the world. Left to you alone, you are the only one who has money in your family. To you alone, you are the only one who has gone to school in your family. But from today, I want you to shift your mentality. I want you to begin to think about others, share with others. Because if you begin to think about others, then you are selfless. But if you think only about yourself, then you are selfish. So if that is the case, then God cannot make you become. Because when you become, you only think about yourself. And those who become anything, they are always thinking about others. Tonight, because we are going to think about somebody, may God open a certain door for you. I said, may God open a certain door for you. I want us to pray. Let us sing, pray some prayers before I go to the last point. I want us to pray. You are going to pray and say, God, let the spirit of consistency, the, the spirit of discipline, the ability to become consistent, and the ability to include and think about others. God, let me walk in the law of consistency and let me walk 
in the law of inclusion. Shall we open your mouth and begin to pray? Lift up your voice and begin to pray right now. Wherever you are, begin to pray with me. Lift up your voice. Kindly unmute if you can and begin to pray right now. Begin to pray right now. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Join me in prayer. Inclusion. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of the Father, I pray, I pray for you. Receive the ability to be consistent. Receive the grace to be consistent. May your consistency produce a testimony. May your consistency produce a miracle. May your consistency and your ability to think about others produce a miracle in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. There are some of us, the reason we are doing business, the reason we are praying that God should do so, it's all because we are thinking about ourselves. Begin to think about other people. Amen and amen. If you see, when you read Genesis 2.18, when God even created man, God said, it is not good for man to dwell alone. So God was even, even when at, at the point we were created, God was not thinking about us. He was thinking about many people. So God created another human being to come and join, to come and join him. You understand? When you read Proverbs, Romans chapter 14, verse 19, Romans 14, 19, this is what the Bible says. He said, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Mutual edification. So it's not only about you being edified. That is why we do this healing room meetings weekly so that all of us will be mutually edified. When you read other versions, other versions will say that let us build each other up. You understand? Let us try to build each other up. That is how it is. So we have met here to build each other up. Some of you, you are, you are discouraged. Some of you, you are going through a lot of this. The reason for this kind of meeting is to build each other up so that together we achieve. Amen and amen. The last thing then I want to call it a night that I saw amongst the apostles that empowered them to become is what I call the law of hope. 
The law of hope, hope, H-O-P-E. Somebody has said that hope, H-O-P-E, is an acronym that they said that H means hold, the O means on, the P means pain, and the E means ends. So hold on, pain ends. Hold on, pain ends. Hold on, pain ends. Pain ends, hold on, hold on. That pain is coming to an end. I saw that when they told the apostles that the Holy Spirit was coming, they did not, they had not received the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was gone, but they had hope that he would come. So Jesus told them they should wait in Jerusalem for all the period they were waiting. They didn't leave. So it means that they had hope. Are we together? The guys had hope. That once he said he would come, he would come. So they were hoping to receive the Holy Spirit. That is why when you read Acts chapter 1, the same Acts chapter 1, when you read verse 14, Bible says that Bible says that the apostles they 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 did not leave their place. Where is it? He said that they joined constantly in prayer. So they were praying. They had hope. They met together and they had hope. You understand? They met together and they had hope. Hope is, according to Archbishop Desmond Tutu, I don't know how many of us know Archbishop Desmond Tutu, of blessed memory, Archbishop Desmond Tutu says that hope is being able to see lights. Despite all of the darkness, am I talking to somebody? Oh, Jesus. He says that, Desmond Tutu says that when we talk about hope, we are talking about the ability to see light, being able to see light despite all of the darkness around you. <laughs> despite all of the darkness around you, that is hope. So I don't know, some of us, all that is around you is darkness. Many of us, darkness is all that has surrounded us. Darkness in your health. One of these days, somebody called me and the person was telling me a lot of things. And when I cut the line, all that I said was, oh, people are suffering. It's not easy. Even Job himself, Job in the Bible, he says that, uh, he says that, Man has been born unto trouble. Man has been born unto trouble. In the trees, the, the, in the Akan or tree, they say, Wahu Onipa Ama or how. When you are born in this world that we live in, it's a lot of troubles. I don't know. Somebody has said life in this world is great, something, something. Both <laughs> for the young and old. Do you remember that uh, song we used to sing? And I said, life is a warfare. You understand? Life is a warfare. A lot of things will begin to fight against us. Life is unfair because it is unfair to everybody. 
You understand? Life is unfair. That is all around. Some of us, one person can be going through multiple things in life. And sometimes you want to ask yourself whether God is even alive or God is not alive. Hmm. One man. You are here listening to me. Some of you, maybe you were born in gold, you live in gold, eating gold, so you don't understand what some of some people are going through. But some of us who are listening to me and you are even weeping, you are crying. Because the kind of things you are going through, only you know what you are going through. You are suffering. I am here to tell you that one of the things that made the apostles become was hope. They had hope that even though they have not seen what they are looking for, once there is hope, there will be a miracle. Even though they had not received the Holy Ghost, but they had hope. And so they said they will not go to their home. They will still be in the upper room and wait. So waiting in the upper room means that they had hope that the spirit will come. And when the spirit comes, they will become. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I see men of hope being coming out of this place. Men of hope. You see, when you read Job chapter 14, verse 7 to 9, Job said, he said, at least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and its new shoots will not fail. Then what I like so much is verse 8. My chairman will say the big one. <laughs> he said, its roots may grow old in the ground, and its stump in the soil. You see? So, and he said, yet at the scent of water, it will bath and put forth shoots like a plant. The verse 8 is what marvels me. Because when you read the verse 8, the verse 8 says that the roots grow old in the ground. There are some of us, the things we are trusting God for and the things we want to become, there is no life. It has grown old in the ground. He said that when we read verse 8, and the stamp dies in the soil. Some of us, what we want to become is dead. In fact, the hope you had in life is dead. Even the one to pay your fees is nowhere to be found. Even the things to get you, somebody promises you something and there's no hope. Some of us, this is the life we are living now. The, the roots, your roots are growing old. There are some of us here. Am I blessing somebody? You are here listening to me. Your roots are growing old. And your stems are dying. Verse 8 of John chapter 14. He said that the roots may grow old in the ground. And the stem dies in the soil. So you are listening to me. Your marriage is growing old. Your marriage is dying in like, like the stem dying in the soil. Some of you, even your marriage, it is not dying. It is already dead. It is dead. There is no hope. Am I talking to somebody? So many of us, under the sound of my voice, you are, you are in the hospital, and they are said that your situation, the way it is, it is like a root that is growing old in the ground. The way, the way they told you the laboratory result, the doctors have told you, as a matter of fact, that the way your nest are dead. It cannot resurrect. So you have no hope at all. I might talking to somebody here. There are some people listening to me now. 
of which you want them to achieve in life. Satan is fighting against you. Things are working against you in the business, in your place. There is pressure on you. And sometimes you want to kill yourself. Sometimes you want to commit suicide. Sometimes you want to end it all. Why? Because things are not working out. They will say things are falling apart. Things are falling apart. Because your, your roots are coming up in the ground. And, and your stumps are digging in the soil. Good news for you. Verse 9 said that at the scent of water, it will bounce again. At the scent of water, it, it, it will bring forth its shoots like a mighty plant. Oh my God. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, at the scent of water, at the scent of water, it will bat, it will bring forth its fruit. This evening, I am here to tell somebody whose roots are growing old. I am here to tell somebody who's standing in the soil. You are supposed to be promoted. For when years your promotion has not arrived. Because you are supposed to be a senior manager. For some time, everybody comes and they are promoted, and you are still at the same place. And I'm here to tell you the scent of water, your life will bounce back. At the scent of water, your life will bring forth shoots like a plant. Ah, my God, my God, my God. He said, and, and that was said, and this is what we go home. Even a tree that is cut, has the hope that even though I am cut off, even though my shoots are failing, even though my roots are growing old, even though my stems are dying, at the scent of water, I will bounce back. Some of you, you have lost hope in life. And you think that when you are going to nothing good can come out of the situation. All I want you to do is to just have hope. Hope makes you become. Without hope, you cannot become. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody? There is a man called Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves says something. He says that once you choose hope, anything is possible. Christopher Reeves. He says, once you choose hope, anything is possible. Say after me, once I choose hope. Say after me again, once I choose hope, anything is possible. This evening, I am here with the word of God to somebody under the sound of my voice. I want you to go for hope. Instead of going for all is over, the battle has ended. Instead of saying that there's nothing that can be done about it, I want you to choose hope. Because to Christopher, if you can choose hope, then anything is possible. Tonight, I see possibilities coming into your matter. I see your health bouncing back. Your business shall bounce back. It's possible when you have hope. I might talking to somebody. There is another man called Abraham Miller. Abraham Miller said something. He said, a man begins to die when he ceases to expect anything for, from tomorrow. I repeat, a man begins to die when he ceases to expect anything from tomorrow. Abraham Miller, he says, a man begins to die when he ceases to expect anything from tomorrow. There are some of us, we are not even expecting that tomorrow, you are not expecting tomorrow will even come and meet you. You think that at the age of 35, once you are not married, you cannot marry. Some of you, 
He said, man of God, man of God, pray for me. I am 32 years. I have not gotten married. The, the, the wages are going. And that is how my sister did not marry. She is for, are you your sister? Are you your auntie? Are you your mother? Why are you comparing yourself to another person? Are you your sister? If your sister married at 45, if your sister never got married, are you your sister? Are you auntie? Are you your sister? He said, man of God, uh, my uncle, when, they, they, they got to, uh, when she called, was uh, 45 years, he had not married, and just were are you the uncle of yours? Are you that auntie? Listen, it's a plan for everyone, and God has said, you need that's destiny for each and every one of us. You cannot compare yourself to any other. Bible said they that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. So stop comparing yourself with your friends. That is why there are some friends you need to cast them off because they will keep on discouraging you. When they WhatsApp you, they will ask you, as any man, what they the ones going to bring them in. Any time they call you, they need to re remind you that you are. It is getting old. They need to remind you that you cannot be happy. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you something. Abraham said, as you are not able. You stop expecting anything from tomorrow." He said, "You are beginning to die." But I want you to be like Mister Paris, who said, "If only you can choose hope, that anything is possible." This evening. I am here to announce to somebody who has hope. I just need one man of hope in this evening's meeting. Is there one woman of hope here? Do I have one man of hope? Do I have one woman of hope in this meeting? I'm asking you. Is there any one person here tonight under the sound of man who has hope? Do you, are you sure you have hope? Abraham Kutu and the Desmond Kutu said, hope is being able to see the light despite all of the darkness tonight. These are the three things that empowered the apostles to become. I am praying for you. In the name of Jesus, I want you to pray concerning what you want God to do for you. You understand? The next few minutes, there are things you are trusting God for. There are things you have spoken to me personally about. Maybe you have spoken to your pastor about it. Maybe nobody even knows about it. There are things that are eating you up. There are things you are going through right now. Some of you, you joined this meeting because you believe in the God of Emmanuel Tedako. That the God of this man do something for me. Some of you, you joined not even with any expectation. Because of the message that I received tonight, you have chosen hope. And because you have chosen hope, anything is possible. I want you to pray. Pray like you mean it. Pray like you are mad. Pray like all is centered on your ability to pray tonight. I want you to just get up and pray and talk to God and say, God, this is the reason I joined this meeting. This is what I'm trusting you for. I refuse to give up because you are having your word. Even if the roots are growing old and the stars are dying under the soil, you said that at the scent of water, it was sprouting. You don't do a miracle. God, I refuse to give up. I hope in you that you can do it. I want you to open your mouth right now and begin to pray about that one. And keep